You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am back in the village of Hawklaw, which, despite being a very small village, has an inordinate amount of adventures happening in it. For reasons. Adventures for this location. I guess that there's a huge list of them. Deep in the forest, the cabin, the dark of Widowwood, snowy dust, end of your rope. The road to Hawklaw, Red Warren. That's uh, adventure that it gives you a tease, but it does get a little grindy. <laughs> a little matter about an orb. And finally, the one we're going to do, the hunted man. A small hut in the forest south of Horslaw houses a man on the run. Bark on this adventure. While well, passing through Hawkeye on a bright afternoon in late autumn, you meet a border ranger headed south along the wide road leaving the village. The red-bearded man introduces himself as Tonyum, tells you he is running down an arcane spy that, has, that he has pursued all the way from Talinus. It's been three long months since he slipped through our hands in the capital, he says, sighing. Be glad to have him over the back of my horse, horse with the walls of Talinus in sight. It's been a bad bit of business, this whole affair. Before you can introduce yourself to it, he tells you that he knows all about you, and he's honoured to have met you. You've earned yourself quite a name about these parts, he says. wonder if you wouldn't mind bothering to lend a hand on this small task. I don't particularly fancy the thought of having to bring down this man on my own. This sort of thing ought to be just your sort of fun, eh? You ask Tunwell to let you know more about the man he's hunting, and he tells you his name is Finfoot, and he's an arcane spy who's long been sought across the North Broadlands. Seems his last caper has sent everyone squawky, he said. He's pilfered some sort of iron skull from a mage whose name I haven't told, but who everyone seems more than just a little bit timid to cross. He captured the slippery feast in the forest outside Tannis, but he dodged out of our hand in the city. Our failure hasn't won us favour with the king, whoever this stolen skull belongs to. A bad time of it is what we've all had. Turnwell tells you that the, with the West, his men, Severin all, have headed to Twithick, while he remained in the Hart Hills, following up on several sightings that seemed to indicate the elusive robe was moving through this area. I, I just about give up on it and turned turned to follow after my men when I heard a stranger sulking about the woods south of this village. He says, You learned that this morning Tunru searched the woods and found an old cabin not far from the village centre that, that, that showed signs of recent habitation. He tells you that it was abandoned, but he decided to return to town and check it out. Again, later, certain he hadn't. Certain he had at last, last caught up with the fugitive, 
I've no doubt he will choose a place like that to hide away in through the winter. And then set off with the spring four. And that, my friend, is where I'm headed off to now. So you're up for what could be a small bit of an adventure? You nod, and the way into smiles. Well then, let's go and have at it, he says. About a mile south of Hawkraw, Tunru dismounts and tethers his horse to a small tree at the edge of the wood. Following behind the border ranger, you move east into the thick of the forest, treading carefully through the bramble and bracken that claws at your legs from the midst of dead dense undergrowth. There it is, says Tunru, turning, stopping at the back of a garled patch of laurel. Much to the east, and following his finger, your gaze comes to west on a dilapidated cabin less than forty yards away. Smoke out of the chimney. He's in there to be sure. Suddenly, the sound of soft footfalls in the north starts you. The view and tunnel spin your heads in the direction of sound, and watch with bated breath as a dark-haired, middle-aged man Garbed in a soft leather tunic, moves sofily through the woods towards the cabin. And there he is, whispers Tunyo grimming. The fox returns to his den. He's a dangerous one, Zook, despite his appearance. Don't believe him to be murderous, but few indeed are the cornered rogues who won't turn to the blade to carve a path to freedom. The two of you watch as Sinfoot reaches the cabin and steps inside closing the door behind of us. One of us needs to go in there, says Tunnel. The other will wait out here. Here, and try to nab him should he escape. How do you see it? So, I have two options. I could offer to approach the hut, or offer to stand watch in the forest. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. I think... There's more to do if I approach the hut. So I'll approach the hut. Leaving Tonwall crouched in the bramble about 30 yards from the front of the cabin, you stealthily make your way through the thick undergrowth towards the dilapidated hollow. As you draw near to the door, you hear movement from inside the shack. With a gap in the warp timbers, you also make out another door at the rear of the cabin. So I think your best chance of Apprehending Finfoot is to burst into the shack and take him by surprise. Though you're not certain, you believe, based on the movement you can hear from his inside, that the fugitive arcane spy is closer to the back door than the front. So I should approach by the rear door, then if he tries to escape, he'll go out the front door towards Tunnel. Okay, by the rear door. You reach the rear of the cabin, and after listening for several moments, you determine that Finfoot is a few steps to the right of the door. Without further delay, you spring forward and crash through the door, nearly landing directly on top of the arcane spy. Pick a number. Bonus of 88. 40 from agility, 19 from luck, 10 from body, and 19 from thievery. Pick now. 158. You're swift. You needed a hundred or more. Your swift and unexpected arrival has caught the arcane spy off guard. He attempts to bolt from the door, but you quickly position yourself to block his route of escape. He glares at you contemptuously. I don't have what you seek, says the arcane spy, his eyes repeatedly shifting from the back door to the cabin. I tell you, I don't have it. I gave the skull to a goblin chief. And that's the truth of it. I beg you to let me go. The gallows await me in tireless. I do not have what you seek. Have mercy on me. So, a fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel your destiny may in some way be linked to the choice you're about to make. So, I'm gonna... I can allow him to escape, or refuse and apprehend the fugitive. Hmm... I think, yeah, what does divination say? I mean, I've got to know if he's telling the truth. Succeeded. Channeling your power of divination, you've determined he's speaking the truth. Finfoot repletes his plea. His plea. Now, do I allow him to escape and refuse and apprehend the fugitive? Hmm. 
The thing is, I don't really want someone who hasn't actually, you know, killed anyone to be hanged. I mean, if you if he was a murderer or, you know, any, any, say, robbed from, say, I don't know, an orphanage or something, then then I wouldn't be so wouldn't be so reluctant to have him hanged. But if I if I, if he gets captured and he will be tied up well this time, he will hang. I mean, of course, there's an arcane spy. He's, he's just working for someone else. So, I mean, he's not the mastermind of the whole thing. Hmm. Now, of course. Now, fortunately, I know the next adventure in this series continues whether you let him go or not. So, I'm, I'm going to let him escape. Okay. Finfoot thanks you and tells you you will not regret your decision. Then a move that surprised you. Knocks over a small chair table and breaks one of the wickety chairs with his sword sword. Quickly realised the quever woad is led incredulous to the story you are undoubtedly how to relate. Late to tunnel about his escape. I find a way to make it even between us, he says. As he turns and slips out of the back door of the shack and disappears into the woods. Quick search of the small cabin turns up nothing of any interest. As you step through the front door, you are met by Tundu, who is swiftly moving towards the shack with his sword. Sword drawn. They tell the warden by an order range that the arcane spire got past you, escaped into the woods. He nods in response and sheaves his weapon. Together, the two, two of you make a thorough search of the immediate area but tore up no sign of the elusive fugitive. You have little doubt Thinfoot is now long gone. It's plain to see why our man has yet to land in our hands, he says, as I scour the woods. Pursuing him further is of no use. We'll have more luck snaring a fox than catching him after he's taken flight. Funhue retrieves his horse, and the two of you make your way back to Hawklaw. He tells you he will return to Talonus with word of Thinfoot's escape. And also see the fugitive story about no longer possessing the Iron Skull means he will no longer be actively pursued. He's escaped justice for now, he says. But he won't be able to won forever. He's wanted for far more than just his business with the Iron Skull. Outside the stone-backed tavern, the border ranger bids you farewell and climbs onto the back of his steed as he prepares to begin the long journey to Talonus. Thanks you for a final time then rides off to, off to the north, out of the village. As you turn and make your way into the tavern, you find yourself wondering what has become of the missing Iron Skull. That completes this adventure with 64 experience to general. Okay, there's, what's the next one? Looking through the list of adventures, The Shattered Skull, Part 1. Here one. That's in Talonus. So I'm going to go to Talonus. Southwest. Central. Talonus. Visit Talonus. Ventures for this location. The Shattered Skull, Part 1. Huron. The Wyzelian Archmaid, Huron, has called upon the services of a master adventurer. Not surprisingly, that adventurer is you. Start the adventure. So begins the Shattered Skull, Part 1, Huron. While passing through Talonus, you are approached by a messenger bearing a furled scrap of parchment. The young boy departs before you are able to ask him any questions about the parcel, but upon reading what has been scribbled upon its weathered surface, its purpose is made plain, which is a summons, and it bears recognisable Max, Max March of Huron. The Master Mage who hails from Wasario. Okay. Hello. So there's a there's a law link for Huron. I'm gonna click it now. Huron. The Master Archmage Huron, one of the age's most celebrated spellcasters 
has frequently found himself at odds with a variety of powerful personages over the years. Blokes believe that it is directly because of the power and influence the elderly maid wields within his homeland, the kingdom of Wysorley. Huron, who happens to be blind, is thought by many to be the only living maid whose power rivals the Grey Maid. Oh, blimey. It has been rumoured in recent years that a secret decree from King Titus King Reynold has forbidden Huron from crossing into the kingdom that neighbours his own. Oh, my. It's a fanciful script that dances across the wrinkled sheep in your hands. Huron asks to meet with him in the small building next to the stables on Carry South Way. Curious as to what the prominent mage might want, we quickly set off on the destination dictated by the seemingly cordial summons. Halfway along the largely deserted Carry South Way, you come upon the stables and the small building next to it was mentioned in the message. Two men lean up against the wall, each on either side of the building's warped wooden door. As you approach, you step forward and they refuse to allow your entry. When you tell him you've received a summons from Huron himself, the men seems taken aback, but quickly regain their composure and maintain their refusal to admit you. So, I can use diplomacy, just be a bit of a Karen and demand to be allowed to pass, or teach the old-mannered brute guards a lesson. Hmm... I'm going to use Diplomacy. That seems like the the one that's least likely to en end up making any making a mess of things. Successfully used it for 16 XP. Your mastery of Diplomacy, coupled with the summons that bears Huron's marks, seems to be gaining you favour with the two guards, who you sense they remain wary of you. A sharp voice suddenly calls out from inside the building, and orders two men to stand aside. Hurry in, Zoop, issues the voice from inside. You step past the two men and enter the building. Inside the building's front door, you find yourself in a short corridor, the end of which stands another door. You stride up to the door and throw it open, revealing a small room beyond. In the middle of the room sits a square wooden table surrounded by four chairs. Rising from the chair is a bald, white-bearded man, garbed in cloth breeches and a red tunic. A grey cloak spills down over his rounded shoulders, and he bows cautiously, regarding you with a friendly smile. You immediately recognise the elderly man to be Huron, the famous, or by some accounts infamous, blind arch maid from Mosile. They had fully expected to meet him, based on the mark left on the note that summoned you here. You find yourself slightly taken aback to stand before amazed of skill and power by many accounts was rivaled only by the Grey Mage. In proper form, he would turn the Archmage gesture and bow deeply. Welcome, Soup, he says. His voice remarkably clear and sharp despite his advanced age. I trust the guards out front gave you no trouble? They are necessary, I'm afraid as I had to be certain it was you who answered my appeal, you see. Made enough enemies throughout the years to last several lifetimes. But I can't say I understand the reason for any of it. Well, that is none of your concern. I've asked, asked, asked you here because I believe you've already become involved in what is an increasingly ugly bit of business that I should very much like to see brought to a successful conclusion. Huron promptly asks you for your account of the incident with the arcane spy Thinfoot. Relate the details of the encounter to him, as best as you can recall, and for several moments he falls silent. I've heard from my good friend Thurmiel that the scoundrel escapes, he says at last, fixing his steely gaze on you. It is just as, it's just as well. He is, after all, worse than man who makes his way flinching off tired old wizards like me. I should have at least for like to have gotten a lick on him, though. It's not the first time he's robbed for me. But what he made off with on this occasion is among the very worst of what he could have taken. You're surprised to hear the Master Maid bears no true ill will towards him, but 
we certainly realise that perhaps even Huon has made use of the expert arcane spy's talent one time or another. There's more to this matter than simple arcane theft, says Huon, as he closely studies you. There is little reason that a goblin would have used for, or even be able to fathom that which Thinfoot procured. Whoever is behind this operation is stirring up the waters and leaving a staggered trail to follow, I'm afraid. As if you didn't already know, Huron tells you that the object that was stolen from this tower was his prized iron skull, a powerful magical artefact he discovered on one of his many adventurers long ago. You cautiously inquire about the skull and ask the archmage what powers it has. Why someone would be willing to go to such lengths to obtain it? He nods as if he'd been awaiting the question. It's a powerful instrument of necromantic power, says Fatley. It's a terrible device that is best kept out of terrible hands. Certainly hails from some demon's world. Even though it was in this world when I discovered it all those years ago. It's not something that she ever afforded to possession of one whose mind harbors wicked designs. I'm wrong, though I'm fearful that's precisely where it's headed, or has already arrived. Will you ask Huron why he has apparently come to Talus and secretly, why he doesn't enlist the aid of the king, all of the things, in an attempt to recover the skull. Huron spies, but his expression quickly melts away replaced by a stoic, almost grim demeanour. The archmage moves his white hand across his eyes, and blue and blue go seeps out from beneath his closed fingers. When he lowers his hand, your heart nearly skips a beat. There, where his sightless eyes were only a moment before, are two empty sockets. My eyes were put out a long time ago, he says matter-of-factly. I have enemies here in this kingdom and elsewhere, Zoop. Grotaisa has long been a den of dire peril to me. There are forces at work within the borders of this land to which most have chosen to remain oblivious. Though let it not turn, turn you against your own kingdom. My enemies and my peril, perils are mine alone. Huon passes his white hand back across the front of his eye sockets. When he's finished, the deep hollows are once again filled with his piercing blue orbs. Oh dear. <laughs> I have summoned you here for a simple purpose, he says, obviously desiring to return to the matter at hand. I've learned, as you did, that our friend Finfoot passed his ill-gotten goods into the hands of a goblin chieftain. No doubt that the savage creature will in turn hand over the skull to another party. Perhaps even the person who ultimately seeks the item, but we can't be certain of that. Huron retakes his seat and folds his hand on the edge of his table. My agents abroad have relayed to me that the goblins who took the skull from Finfoot are moving through the withered hills west of Twithick. If they are headed to meet whoever it is, it is that they... That is, to receive the skull from them, I wish to prevent it. If they have already with themselves it, I should very much like to know who has it. Huron raps it on the table and swiftly rises. Not one to bandy words, Soup, he says curtly. I seek your help in this matter. You are able and, can, and you move without impediment through this land. I wish you to venture into those hills at once. And see if the iron skill, skull is in the clutches of the goblins. What have you to say to it, friend? Your quick reply and acceptance of the task seems to surprise you. He smiles and steps forward, meeting you in a shoulder cross. A puzzled look suddenly passes over Huron's face. The archmage eyes you quizzically. His next question catches you completely off guard. Are you by any chance totting about a quick stone, Zoop? You reply that you are. He nods. It's quite a mistake to ever let those out of my sight, he says, frowning. However, when the scholars are never sitting back in my possession, I'd like to reward you by locking in for you some of the hidden power of the stone. But that's a matter for another time. You wouldn't think that asks 
asked you if you're ready to proceed to the withered hills west of Twithy. Once, you turn that you are, you're just beginning to envision a long and uncomfortable coach ride to Twithy, when a low hum fills the small room. You turn to your left and gaze upon upon, upon the swirling black vortex that now hovers against the wall. It's a mountain goblin band, as my agents tell it, says the archmage, as he moves over to examine the portal he's opened. This gate will take you to Twithick. The withered hills are due west of the city. You must wait, wait hastily, for I fear the goblins won't linger there for long. You bid Theorne farewell and assure him he will find the goblins and determine what has become of the Iron Skull. He nods and watches closely as you move towards the portal, exhaling sharply. You step into the swirling Neverall Gate and are immediately enveloped in an impenetrable darkness. What seems like only a moment or two later, the dense gloom melts away, and you find yourself once again standing on solid ground in the midst of the Adelstone. 32, experience the general, and that finishes this adventure. Okay, next up, to the Withered Hills. Western, the Withered, the Withered Hills, visit them. The area known as the Withered Hills is a broad expanse of wooded shope, dominated by a steep rocky rise in its centre that's covered with ancient petrified trees. Legends say that a battle long ago between a powerful dragon and a master mage resulted in the petrification of the hardwood forest that once covered the hill. The trees that dot the surrounding hills are all stunted. Many of them were withered long before their time. The withered hills is a desolate, somewhat eerie place that you can almost imagine serving as the home of some wicked, long-forgotten beast. Oh, explore these hills. The lengthy of exploration of the hills doesn't turn up anything of much interest. Do you encounter evidence that one or more huntsmen have recently cleaned kills on the desolate slopes? Explore again. Nope. Nope. Okay, it's adventures for this location. Scattered Skull Part 2. Spike Fist the Mighty. In a broad hollow near the base of the steep rocky slope that dominates the centre of the Withered Hills, you come upon that which you have came here seeking. Start. And so begins the Shattered Skull Part 2, Spike Fist the Mighty. It doesn't take you long to find the band of goblins that Huron's agents said were moving through the hills. In a broad shallow hollow at the base of one of the larger slopes, you come upon a large goblin party that is in the process of dismantling a surprisingly well-ordered encampment. You count at least 20 of the horrible creatures moving in and about the camp, but your eyes are drawn to one of them in particular, a bulky armoured brute whose hands are clad in a pair of spiked gauntlets. You have no doubt that this fearsome specimen of goblin doom is the leader of this war party, and in all likelihood the goblin to whom Thinfoot passed the iron skull. Crouched behind the petrified trunk of a fallen hardwood, you carefully study the encampment and its occupants as you attempt to come up with a plan of action. The sound to the north alerts you to a low goblin who is slowly making his way his way through the hills towards the breaking encampment, realising immediately that, that this presents you with an opportunity to get one of the creatures alone and question it. Decide to determine how best you can surprise and overpower him without alerting this the west of his savage kin to your presence. So I can just attempt to ambush and overpower him. I can use elementalism or telekinesis. Hmm. Elementalism's going to be noisy. There's probably going to be flame elementals and people will be able to see them. But telekinesis, that could be quiet. Especially if I just bonk him with, say, a single rock. Or just jank his legs out from under him telekinetically. That would barely make any sound at all. 
Use telekinesis. Succeeded. You channel your power of telekinesis and focus it on the feet of the approaching goblin. Eight speeds of telekinesis. A powerful blast of telekinetic en energy swiftly knocks a startled creature off its feet. Wasting no time, you rush forward and place, place yourself above the fallen goblin. The hideous humanoid stares up at you, his eyes wide with terror. With your right white knee pinning the goblin to the ground, you press your hand on into the terrified creature's throat and threaten to throttle him to death unless he answers your questions truthfully. First, he attempts to resist your strong-arm tactics, but a solid squeeze on his neck causes his eyes to open wide with fear and begins to rapidly respond to your pointed inquiries. He tells you that his leader, a warrior by the name of Spikefist, had the skull. The use of the word had in his response fills you with dismay. You promptly ask him what has become of the item. The frightful goblin tells you that just this morning, woman arrived and Spikefist gave the iron skull to her. Though you realise you cannot completely trust the words of this savage creature, gnawing sense of dread coupled with what Horon told you back in Taunus leads you to believe he is likely speaking the truth. With no desire to leave this creature around to enact any sort of treachery, you lay a death blow to the back of his skull and immediately renders him unconscious. You rise to your feet and sigh. You look away from the unconscious goblin, who are about to turn your attention back to the bustling encampment, when a stout length of, ro of ro rough rope is thrust around your throat from behind. A savage snarl erupts in, the, in your ear, and the nauseating odour of goblin breath drifts across your face as your unseen attacker tightens his grip on the rope that is slowly choking out your life. Your legs and arms flail about wildly, as you desperately attempt to break free from the murderous, strangling grip on your, of your savage foe. Pick a number. Bonus of 69. 20 from might, 20 from body, 10 from spirit, and 19 from unarmed combat. Let's see what happens. 147. You manage to expertly slip free the stout length of rope pulled hard against your throat, because you have not escaped all harm. The rough rope has bitten into your flesh and caused you minor damage. That's five stamina points lost. Shaking off the effects of the murderous attack, you turn to find yourself facing three snarling goblin boys. You retreat several steps and plant your feet on the base of a large petrified stump. The trio of axe-wielding goblins swiftly advances on you and you quickly find yourself fighting for your life against the first of the hideous, hideous creatures. You're right, it's an axe-wielding goblin warrior. Oh. You swing your mace, and he hacks with his axe, and is slain. For XP, you step over the bloody carcass of the slain goblin warrior, and promptly engage the second of his savage kin. It's another axe-wielding Goblin warrior hacks with his axe and a brutal stroke for eight damage after another brutal stroke for eight damage and is slain. Four XP to bashing. You're about to turn and engage the third goblin when a massive ball of flame streaks through the air, coming within a few feet of you before smashing into the smashing into the earth on your right. The fiery spear exploded upon impact with the ground. Shangri with dirt and debris. A rogue goblin steps into view from behind the petrified trunk of a fallen oak and swiftly raises its bony, gnarled hands into the air. Another fireball takes form just above the tips of the foul creature's fingers. With a piercing shriek, the cruel goblin hurls the deadly spear of fire directly at you. So I can use fortification... Or elementalism, or just dodge. Hmm, I'll try elementalism. It succeeded. 16 XP to elementalism. Calling upon your power of elementalism, you focus on the hurting fireball, 
Instantly, the deadly spear of flame begins to diminish in size and ferocity. By the time the shaman's flaming projectile reaches you, it is little more than a cloud of of stinging cinders. Before you can attempt to rush forward and engage the shaman, you find yourself confronted by a pair of savage spear-wielding mounted goblins. The cool humanoids shriek wildly as they close in and attack. It's two spear-wielding goblin warriors. They attack me viciously. But I get into battle rage. I didn't... I wasn't going out to kill people. I just wanted to ask some questions. Yeah. 5xp. You step over the corpses of the slain goblin warriors and find yourself facing another of the savage humanoids. The sword-wielding go- mountain goblin snarls as he boldly engages you. Begin combat. He slashes at me and is slain. 4xp. A deafening roar fills the air as a massive fireball, twice as large as the previous one, hurtles forth from the fingertips of the goblin shaman. The cool, robed goblin shrieks wildly as his fiery creation soars through the air towards you. So once more I can dodge, use elementalism or fortification. Well, I used elementalism last time, use fortification this time. Succeeded. 32 experienced the fortification. You hopefully channel your power of fortification. Without a moment to spare, a sparkling field of blue energy appears between you and the hurtling spear of flame. The fireball splashes into the magical barrier and erupts, but you remain perfectly protected behind your summoned shield. The mountain goblin shaman shrieks as he moves towards you, his face now twisted into a hideous sneer, and, a, and his cruel, unblinking gaze fixed on you. Well, I understand why he's saying, well, I have killed several of his friends. Yeah, I mean, he's probably not in the sort of situation he's going to care that they attack me first. Before you can rush up and engage the wicked creature, he stretches out his arms, and almost immediately you're overwhelmed by a violent wave of nausea. A stabbing pain erupts into the very core of your being, the shaman's evil magic goes to work on you. Pick a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from body, 20 from spirit. Pick now. 78. Remarkably, you managed to stave off the worst of the shaman's dark magic and have suffered no ill effects. The goblin shaman curses at you and, and, and appears ready to summon another of his deadly fireballs when a band of six sword-wielding, six of his sword-wielding kin suddenly step in front of him. The six goblin warriors snarl viciously as they rapidly advance upon you, their crude blades poised to strike you down. So I've got a few options now. I can hold my ground and face the fierce goblin warriors. I can use elementalism, illusion or archery. Hmm, I'm going to lose illusion because I'm not quite sure what will happen. Succeeded. 16 XP to illusion. The well-crafted illusion of a massive fireball hovering just above the tips of your fingers. Your right hand is enough to halt the advancing goblins in their tracks. In unison, the savage creatures turn and bolt, fleeing wildly into the hills to the west. Yay, they get to live! You're about to start, as the fleeing shaman, you suddenly become aware of something moving up to your west. A low grumble greets you as you turn and behold the broad-shouldered, armour-clad leader of the mountain goblins cautiously approaching. Spike fist stops within ten paces of you and holds up his white hand. His thick fingers spray wide. Universal goblin sign for truth. Truth. Tentatively, you echo the sign. I wish no quarrel with you, great warrior, growls the mighty golem, his eyes scanning the corpses of his kin. This is the ground. If you seek the skull, I do not have it. Instinctively, you tell Spikefist you do not believe him. Your response 
seems to anger the chieftain. I have asked for a truce, human, he snarls. I have no reason to deceive you now. I was paid in gold to bring the skull to the sorceress in rags. I have not seen her since she took the skull last night. If you seek the skull, tis her you need to find. You ask Spike first if he knows the sorceress's name, but he shakes his head. You then ask him who it was he obtained the skull from, and a suspicion of the man in question paints a near-perfect image of the arcane spy's thin foot. When you ask if the woman he referred to as the sorceress in, ma- in wags was indeed in wags, he nods. A brown cloak in tatters, he grumbles. I wish to go on my way, human. No quarrel with you. Again, the goblin chieftain's eyes shift to the bodies of his slain kin. So, I can use divination to find out, is he mad about all that, you know, killing his friends and family and cousins and brothers, maybe even a wife or or a husband. I mean, we don't know how it works. Maybe even his children. Maybe I killed one of his children, which says, yeah, he's going to be super angry. Maybe even angry enough to angry enough to face certain death just to, just to satisfy honour. Use divination. 30 plus. Succeeded. You channel your div- power of divination. An attempt to determine whether or not the goblin chieftain is telling the truth. At only a few moments, you are all but certain he is. The savage, savage goblin chieftain seemed uneasy in your presence, and you are quick to note that his muscles are tensed. He expects to have to engage you at any moment. Yeah, admittedly, that is something he should expect. Considering what usually happens when humans with weapons and armour and magical powers meet up with goblins. Cautiously note that Spikefish carries no weapon. Which leads you to believe he relies on the deadly spike gauntlets that cover his hands. Though you cannot be certain, something inexplicable tells you. Tells you the leader of the mountain goblin band has told you the truth. The Iron Skull has, pa- has, pa- has yet again passed into the hands of another party. You carefully study the face of the cruel goblin chieftain as you ponder your next course of action. A fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel the des- destiny may in some way be linked to the choice you're about to leave. So, I can allow Spike Fist to leave peacefully, or... I can attack the cruel goblin chieftain. Now, if I attack him, I get his gauntlets, which boost your MR a teeny bit, but they're much worse than gauntlets I'll get later. But that's a lot later. And also, if I attack him, I'm killing someone who I don't need to kill. But yet again, he is a goblin, so... There is a chance that he might end up raiding a village or doing something. Mm. Mm. But yet again, if I do this, he might it might actually lead lead to some cousin or brother or someone of his escaping and then deliberately killing random people just out of, just out of a very poorly directed revenge. Now, okay, admittedly, I usually lean towards the not killing. So, I I mean, there is nothing to suggest this person has done anything really bad. I mean, basically, all we know about him is he's a goblin, and he was involved in... He was involved in the trading of stolen artefacts. Stolen evil artifacts, but admittedly, he, he didn't do anything with the Iron Skull, so. Hmm, yes, I will allow him to leave peacefully. You decide against attacking Spy Fist, and although the savage mountain 
Goblin Chieftain remained silent, sensing he was also glad to avoid another violent melee. Spikefist grumbled something and nods at you before turning and moving swiftly away, heading west into the hills. The remainder of the goblins in his pack have already fled into that in that direction, along with the shaman whose deadly fireball attacks nearly spelled your doom. You watch as the goblin chieftain departs, so he passes over the back of the stony ridge and is lost from sight. Honestly, if I could just take out the shaman, I might have considered it, but I think if I once you attack the chieftain, there are you've pretty much and you. Pretty much the rest of the tribe has to fight you. I don't want to wipe out an entire tribe. <laughs> Not unless you know they were doing something. Dismayed that you are not able to recover the Iron Skull, you are about to start the trek back to Twithic. Twithic, when a low hum fills the air. A few moments later, a swirling black portal opens just a few yards from you. Out of the spinning void, little more than a harsh whisper. Issues, issues the voice of Huron, telling you to step into the portal. Okay, how did he know to do it now? Has he got some sort of magical... Has he got some sort of magical spying camera drone thing watching me? Mm, probably. I mean, he is one of the most talented wizards in the entire kingdom, so... Probably? <laughs> So taking one last look around, you move back over to the portal. Move over to the portal and step through its swirling black surface. You are immediately immersed in impenetrable darkness. The darkness that envelops you melts away as you step out of the portal and once again you find yourself standing in the small, windowless room before Huron. The blind rage rises and bows deeply, and then promptly and curtly asks you to relate to him you encounter with the goblins in the Withered Hills. I think you know what happened. I mean, how else could you have known to make the portal appear just then? How? How could you have done that? Unless you were watching. When you've concluded your thorough account of recent events, his brow frowns and he sighs heavily. The woman in the tattered cloak you made mention of, he said. She's not the end of this chain. I may know who she is by the description you were given, but she of little importance now. I merit to doubt if she deep that if she, she if indeed she took possession of the skull, she holds it any longer. Curses be! I should have destroyed that thing long ago. Huron's face flushes with anger, but the venerable archmaid quickly regains his composure, and even manages a smile. I'm afraid this whole business is leading us somewhere unpleasant, he says. You've done well, Soup. You're indeed worthy of your reputation. Huron thanks you and tells you that, that with your permission, I'd like to be able to call upon your services again as he continues his search on the skull. Consent to this and tell the Archmaid we should like nothing more than to turn to him what is rightly his, and thus deliver it from the hands of those who would seek to put it to ill use. I know that I can trust you, Zoop, he says. I must now return to Wiseau to see to it if there's anything I might do with regards to business from there. Wait a minute. He's not allowed to go to Wiseau. <laughs> I guess when you're a wizard that powerful, laws are sort of optional. I shall soon return, however. You expect for me to, to send... Expect me to send for you. You wish you on good luck, but as you leave the small building and step out onto the street, you can't help but feel there is far more to this business regarding the Iron Skull than meets the eye. That finishes this adventure with 384 experience to general. So, the next one, the next play, the Shatton Skull Part 3, Blade Square, that happens... In, oddly enough, in Blade Square in Twithic. But now, for now, I'm in Talonus. And I think we will do that next time. Now, there's, there's going to be five parts to this. Well, five official parts. 
goes up to Shat and Skull Part 5. There's also The Hunted Man, but that, well, it was more of an intro adventure than part of the saga proper. Yeah. Anyway, so this, next, this, I've done three of them so far. But next time, I'm just going to save now. Next time, I will go on and do the Blade Square chapter. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.